This is the Hoosier Ag Today Wednesday podcast on the 3rd of January, 2024. Hello and welcome. I'm Andy Eubank. That podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. FFBT.com for more and stop by your local branch to talk about your ag operation today. On the podcast, Eric Pfeiffer and C.J. Miller with news, including the relationship between Indiana corn and soybean growers and the meat industry and the benefits of biologicals. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin says cold air is coming from Canada. And the year started yesterday with a sharp sell-off in the ag markets. Arlen Suderman is here with analysis on the Hoosier Ag Today Wednesday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience and understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. For many of you here in Indiana, agriculture is your life's work and legacy. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Throughout my career, I've been immersed in Indiana agriculture and appreciate the role that ACI plays on behalf of Indiana agribusinesses. ACI is the proactive voice for agribusiness, and we invite you to join us in our mission. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Moving more Indiana corn and soybeans through U.S. red meat and biologicals to consider this upcoming growing season. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today. In an effort to move more Indiana corn and soybeans to the livestock sector, the Indiana corn and soybean checkoffs invest in projects with organizations like the U.S. Meat Export Federation to move more U.S. red meat internationally. Recently, I joined Indiana Soybean Alliance members in Panama to learn more about those investments. Lucia Ruano, a U.S. Meat Export Federation representative in Central America, told me that myths about U.S. meat, pork in particular, are obstacles they must overcome there. They are used to overcooking this type of meat because they believe that in that way they will not have uh, any disease or maybe they think it's not a healthy product because it's too greasy. That's why education is key, and Ruano says that's the number one goal for USMEF. We communicate them how the animals are raised, what do they eat, all the quality controls that these animals have before they go to a slaughter and before they get into the packing plant and how everything is handled during that process. They also educate on how to properly prepare the meat. Ruano touted one project that Indiana farmers helped fund in Central America called Girls Can Grill, an event where a renowned female chef taught attendees how to best prepare pork and dispelled some of those myths. Since like they are the ones that are responsible for giving the nutrition and the food to the family, so we wanted to to get to them and let them know that all the Good things that pork meat has. According to the Indiana Soybean Alliance, poultry and livestock feed makes up 97% of soybean meal used in the U.S. In Indiana, poultry and hogs are the largest consumers of soybean meal. 
Farmers. The Fort Wayne Farm Show celebrates 34 great years at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum, January 17th, 18th, and 19th. This huge three-day event features the area's largest variety of farm equipment and services. Educational seminars presented daily. Register to win the grand prize, a Toro My Ride Zero Turn Lawnmower, courtesy of Plevna Implement. Admission is free. Make plans to attend the Fort Wayne Farm Show Tuesday through Thursday, January 16th, 17th, and 18th at the Memorial Coliseum. Another growing season will be here before you know it. That means it's time to get ready to fight against drought, heat stress, disease pressure, and a number of other issues you have to face. Here's C.J. Miller. And to help fight all of those major stressors, Indigo Ag has a number of biological products that also support plant growth and soil health. Their main biological product line is called Biotrinsic. From the biological sign, we own everything that we do. We have a microbial package or a library of over 36,000 different species, and we hand-select them based on the problems that are causing the most issues in the industry right now. And that's Travis Kraft, National Sales Director with Indigo Ag. So whether it be drought stress, heat stress, nematodes, seedling disease, we really focus in on how we select correctly and deploy those specific microbes for that specific issue. He says that he and his team can determine which biological products can help you improve your yields this fall based on the unique environment of your fields. You know, the biologicals have been a part of Bendigo since the very beginning. Growers are seeing their return on investment three, four, five, six X. So we really push that forward and make sure folks are getting what they need out of the products. But also, even in a non-drought year, non-stressed year, that extra six to ten bushels makes a heck of a lot of difference. For more information about the biological products available from Indigo Ag, visit their website at indigoag.com. I'm C.J. Miller. And I'm Eric Pfeiffer. Who's your ag today? Indiana's Farm Network. Let's face it. Operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's a Memorial Day weekend. Going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. We'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We're we not- want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. A pretty boring rest of this week, all things considered. Today we've got some cold air pushing back southward out of Canada. So expect more clouds to be around, maybe a little bit of lake effect near the Lake Michigan shoreline, but nowhere else. It's just a gray day. It seems like those have been relatively frequent here as of late. We have a better chance for sunshine tomorrow and Friday as we get the advance of this cold air behind us just a little bit. Not that it's going to be warmer, but I think we just kind of stabilize here a bit. Over the weekend, clouds return. We've got a system lifting out of the deep south coming up the spine of the Appalachians that likely drags some clouds into Indiana and Ohio. Moisture is going to be located down in southern tier counties of the state near the Ohio River, but I don't think it's a big deal there for Saturday. Sunday, a clipper system coming in maybe gives us a few 
few flurries, but a lot of clouds, and that's about all. Next week is very interesting. Monday, a little bit of a moderate push in temperatures as south flow develops ahead of our next weather system, but that low comes in for Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. We'll have significant moisture with it. Liquid equivalents anywhere from a quarter to one inch. Here's the thing. Cold air is a part of it as well, and so I'm looking for a potential for rain and or snow and strong gusty winds. Who gets what and when really depends on how this low tracks through, but this is a significant winter storm. Could be our first one of the season. Be prepared. I don't think we miss the storm. In my mind right now, it just comes down to where the low comes through and therefore what type of precipitation. I will say right now, I would gear myself in Indiana and back into eastern parts of Illinois, maybe toward the worst side of this, which would be some moderate to heavy snow. Accumulation totals I'm not going to put out until late week as we go into the weekend. In any case, after that system is done and gone, we are chilly behind it for several days, Wednesday afternoon. Thursday, we're trying to get some sunshine back. It may be tough, but I do think that we dry down. We see our next round of precipitation coming late week, the 12th, with a clipper system coming out of the upper Midwest and northern plains. Not a lot of moisture with it, but another shot of cold air coming for sure. That's a look at your forecast update. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. A sharp sell-off. This is Who's Your Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Tuesday Farm Market Review. And as we began the new year, everything sold off. Settlements coming up. First, what happened? Market analysis with Arlen Suderman of StoneX. I chatted with him at the end of trade. Arlen, we start the new year off with a sell-off across the board. Corn down, beans down, wheat down. And the weak side leaders, both the bean and the wheat markets. Let's start with soybeans. We need look no further than rains in Brazil. Well, there's more to it than that, but that was a big piece of it. That's for sure. We've had, uh, if you look back as traders looked as they started trading early this morning, they looked at the past four days in some areas of Brazil, in the dry areas of center west brazil had re- had received almost eight inches of rain now obviously not everywhere some areas received nothing uh so it's scattered in nature but it's increasing in intensity and coverage as we go and over the next 10 days there's a lot of areas there that are going to get soaked and it looks a little bit drier after that but it's a good soaking rainfall a definite change in a pattern there's debate about how long it'll last but we're getting into equivalent of late August, 1st of September there. So the crop in center west Brazil is not going to be impacted by the weather that much longer. Now, northeast Brazil, southern Brazil, that's a different story. They, they're still going to be vulnerable to the weather going forward. But uh, drier is the center west where it's most productive. Um, these rains late season will help put some bushels back on, add some pods, fill fill those pods well, etc. We did come out with our updated StoneX customer survey this morning, dropping the size of the soybean crop to reflect the stress that they had over the past month, uh, put, putting the crop at 152.8 million metric tons, down from 161.9 million metric tons last month. So that's a 9.1 million metric ton drop. Will it go down again a month from now when we do the survey again? Probably so. How much is going to be the key question? And the markets showed today that 152.8 doesn't concern them because it's not enough of a drop yet to necessitate rationing U.S. 
demand with higher prices. It's easy to see on the first day of the new trading year how corn got pulled lower by the weakness in beans and wheat. But that wheat weakness increased as the day went on. What happened there? Well, we had a strong dollar today that created a lot of headwinds for the broader commodity sector. We did have some exceptions to that. The cattle market was one of those. But generally, we saw headwinds for many of the commodities today because of that strong dollar. We had stronger treasury yields this morning, particularly at the longer end of the yield curve. And uh, that created a lot of demand from foreign investors for greenbacks and uh, pushing up the value of the dollar. And when the dollar is stronger, that creates headwinds for the commodity sector. And we saw that play out today. A lot of headwinds as you look around, including the NASDAQ, even with the Dow about even. And as we look over at the protein sector, some strength in the cattle market, but big time pressure in hogs. What's going on in both of those sectors? Yeah, as we look at the cattle broke out to the top side, broke through some chart resistance in the algo uh, momentum trading algos really took it higher and amplified the move probably more than what we would have kind of a basis correction uh on that market adjusting to where the cash market has actually been we did have a little smaller kill last week at 508,000 than what was anticipated and down from 535,000 in the same week last year uh reducing the supply uh, but overall, I think this is more of an amplification of a chart move and basis correction than anything else. When we look at the hogs, it's an oversupply right now. And we saw in the hogs and pigs report that came out during the holiday break or just prior to the beginning of it, that uh, the, the pigs per litter number just continues to grow at a rapid pace. Even though we're shrinking the size of the breeding herd, more pigs per litter is more than offsetting that. And when we look at the tremendous slaughter rates we've had over the last month, we're still taking weights higher. Carcass weights are still going up. So we've got lots of meat there in the pork sector. And that's what bore the pressure today as we started off trading in the new year. Analyst Arlen Suderman with StoneX and StoneX.com. On the Hat Tuesday market review, down in corn, March seven and a half cents lower, four sixty-three and three quarters, and May four seventy-seven, seven cents off, nineteen and a half down on the Jan bean contract, twelve seventy-four, and March ends at twelve seventy-three and a half, a loss of twenty-four and a half cents. March wheat six oh six and three quarters off twenty-one and a quarter. The meats mixed, February live cattle, one seventy-one ninety-two, up three dollars forty-two cents. But February lean hogs, 65.32, down $2.65. I'm Andy Eubank with the Tuesday Market Review. This is Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's leading farm radio network.